Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast for the week of August the 24th. A big hello to all of our viewers watching live on Wendell Clark's Classic Earl Bar Facebook page, on the YXE Sports Podcast Facebook page as well, and of course everybody listening to the audio version of this. Ray Morrison, I have to give a big hello to our American viewers. Okay, yeah. We had one from Michigan last week. Wow. And one from Virginia. Really? But the Mountain View, California um, listeners... Were uh, not not there last. They're week. not there last. No, week. but that's okay. There you go. We're we're reaching new heights in oh. America. Hello, Michigan. Hello, Virginia. There you go. Yeah. How was the weekend? Uh, weekend was good. I banged up my knee a little bit chasing <laughs> your knees. So uh, hilarious. Sports injury to report. <laughs> but, was it the uh, sports injury though? Were you were you doing sports? Uh, well, I think I probably tripped over the deck <laughs> or something like that. But uh, running is a no, sport. No, it, it was good. It was a busy weekend. How about you? Yeah, it was good. It was uh, had a little bit of uh, a good time with some buddies on Friday night, and then yeah. of course spent uh, Saturday the majority of the day over at the Morrison residence, the big Morrison residence, yeah. um, to hang out with niece Grace and stuff like that. Your so. mom is still sleeping off the rest <laughs> she needs after chasing her around. I so bet she that's, is. Uh, that's good. Uh, by the way, your brother Adam Odin Birch Hills, he's getting a lot of airtime with his Highway yeah. 3 Baseball League idea. So Birch Hills and Prince Albert, they're trying to get to some senior baseball going. It's a good initiative by my son, but they're hoping to find some players up there that don't have to travel too far that can kind of still put a senior baseball league together. Mm-hmm. So he's done interviews with the Humboldt Journal and with... Melford and then Prince Albert, so uh, he's getting more airtime than we are these days, which there's plenty wrong with that. The highway, no, it's been good. <laughs> the Highway 3, three Baseball League. Yeah. Uh, I probably should have done more research on this, but if you type that into Google, I'm sure it'll pop oh, up. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, uh, yeah uh, good job, Adam. Yeah. No, it's good stuff. So, anyway. a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of sports, a lot of news to get yeah. to on this week's edition of the YXC Sports Podcast. Starting off locally, Triple SAD, of course, that's high school sanctioned sports yeah. uh, have announced that 2020 fall sports will be canceled for triple SAD. So that means football, uh, volleyball, soccer, and cross country are all a no goal this fall. Of course, students return to the classroom after Labor Day, September the 8th. Uh, Ray Morrison, what are your initial thoughts on this announcement? I, you know, I think it, it is interesting. I think there's so many questions about uh, students going back to school that I don't necessarily disagree with this. And you know me, I'm a big sports guy, but I, you know, the whole back-to-school thing, the premise of it is to get students back safely. And, of course, a lot of the people that are involved with high school sports are also involved with teaching classes as well. So they've got enough to do to make sure that everybody kind of stays safe and how exactly the protocols are going to go is still very much up in the air, I think, for a lot of this. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily disagree with it. I know a lot of grade 12 students are obviously – it is it is it is heartbreaking if you're a grade 12 student you know if you're uh, you know you watch the announcement that your last year of football is going to be taken out because of this pandemic that's it's heartbreaking but i understand the decision yep Uh, yeah no i mean i went to holy cross high school here in saskatoon and and the football head coach there and the athletic director for holy cross is scott hunseth a long time you know he's he's well known in the the local sports and i saw that he put on uh social media the other day that he was just crushed Yep. That he had to deliver this news <clears throat> Absolutely. to his players, right? Especially the grade 12s and especially the elite grade 12s, the players oh, sure. that, you know, I mean, it's, it's a crushing blow for all athletes, but, yep. you know, especially for those elite level athletes that, you know, maybe potentially have a shot at, you know, playing post-secondary volleyball, soccer, yep. football, whatever the case may be. Yep. University right? programs, yep. yeah, in the court sports. And we'll see what happens in January, mm-hmm. um, you know, because if the numbers really improve by then, maybe you can kind of pick up 
the challenge is a lot of the athletes that play volleyball play basketball as well. So you yeah. might have to pick one. There might be a shortage of athletes if it is safe to return to the court. And then you take a look at spring football. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, yep. there, there might be some options down the road. But first and foremost, uh, you know, you got to make sure that everybody stays safe in a return to school during a once-in-a-century pandemic. And I, I don't mind that priority from, mm-hmm. from you know, the people that have to make these decisions. There's there's enough going on with trying to get the students back to school safely without having to worry about athletics right now. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting just the whole return to school plan, which is something totally different that we could yeah. probably have a whole show on as well. But uh, after the long weekend, it's going to be an interesting uh, you know sight to see for sure, the return to school. Husky football did announce that they uh, are going to be making an elite program for high school athletes, which will focus on development and competition. So for those football athletes anyways yeah. at the high school level, there is somewhat of a light at the end of the tunnel tunnel uh for those grade 12 athletes that are you know maybe potentially looking at playing uh football after high school of course speaking of the university of saskatchewan huskies the football team there's an article written by darren zary from the saskatoon star phoenix that they are looking at a jamboree style football event in the spring Uh, of course uh laval is going to be the ones hosting this so it's going to be the university of calgary dinos u of s laval montreal McMaster and Western and they would all go out to Laval in the springtime it sounds like and have a jamboree style kind of tournament they're still unsure what that looks like but uh, the U.S. Huskies are super excited to go head coach Scott Flory you know that he's just itching to get his players back onto the field and he's itching to put the headset back on and you know coach again this is what these people do I mean it's tough right because what are we seven months into this pandemic I've lost count I've lost count and, and and which really in the grand scheme of things you know, when you're trying to uh, get a grip on a virus that nobody can seem to get a grip on in North America, it's 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 pretty tough. It's really not a lot of time, mm-hmm. but that's easy for me to say when people have been cooped up trying to figure out, you know, what to do and what normal life might look like down the road. It's easy for me to say that it's only been six or seven months. But in the grand scheme of things, keeping everybody safe medically, that's the big challenge, I think, that, uh, that uh, Canada and the continent kind of faces right now. The U of S Huskies do have the uh, the full support uh, of the school itself. Dave Hardy, uh, athletic director yep. at the U of S, has said, "Yeah, no, if it makes sense for us to go and it's still safe to yeah. go in the springtime, then absolutely, that's something that." And, and be, you would be think that within in. the academic circles, a lot of thought has been put into this. Yeah, one would think, right? Yeah, that you know, to keep everybody safe, the protocols would be long and lengthy. Um, that that you know some good thought would be put into this to making sure that everybody stays healthy if they you know, do plan to have an event such as this. There are a lot of smart people at a lot of universities. Yep, absolutely. Sometimes uh, a little too smart. Uh, moving on to the CFL, of course, uh, the CFL has announced that there's a little bit of a waged subsidy program going on for CFL players. Why don't you fill us in on that? Because uh, I think you know a little bit more. Well, I don't know if I know I. more, but, but <laughs> one of the things that has come up is the fact that um, players like Brett Lather and Dakota Shepley and players like that from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And was there another name that you mentioned to me today? Uh, for the Riders? No, a CFL player. Anyway, well, some players yeah. have opted out to, to try. Bethel Thompson. He's McLeod opted Bethel out. Bethel Thompson yep. was the one opted out for some NFL opportunities. Those that don't do that, though, and are going to stay under CFL teams, uh, like stay signed, what happens is those players qualify for the Canadian Employment Wage Subsidy, as Mm -hmm. I understand it. And so you have to be under contract to get that money, which for some CFL players is, you know, Crucial. Very crucial. Yeah. Absolutely. So 
that's, as I understand it, the players that are signed to CFL teams are eligible for that, uh, and those that, that opt out uh, aren't, but they'll go take a shot in the NFL. So, uh, you know, you talk about a lot of the players that are around Saskatchewan or hang around Saskatchewan that uh, we kind of keep an eye on and know. That's, that's how it works. So the, I don't know if it was through the union or through the Canadian Football League that this Canadian employment wage subsidy uh, situation kept the players in their contracts, but that's, that's the situation there. I have a, well, not a hot take, but a question that may be open to controversy. Okay. Uh, do you find it weird or odd that they are able to apply for this wage subsidy money, but they couldn't get federal funding for a league to operate in 2020? Not, not really. Okay. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Well, like but said, no, just, because the, depending just, on how you look at it, the that's Canadian, just something that I saw on social media. Yeah, so no, the Canadian Football League is either you can either look at it as one business, yeah. or you can look at the nine teams as nine different businesses. And I think it's right for the federal government to say, "Look, we have programs in place." You know, so you you go about that because yeah. um, the federal government uh, is going to take a lot less heat if these players fall under an existing program that everybody can access as opposed to them giving the Canadian Football League directly a bunch of money. Yeah. And now, yeah. it's, it's, it's the federal government's prerogative if they want to do that, but having said that, you're going to be under a lot less fire yeah. if you put the players and the teams under existing programs. And that's, I think that's why it's played out the way it has. Yeah, Dakota yeah. Shepley, of course, uh, had an opportunity a couple seasons ago uh, with the New York Jets. I yeah. believe he went to training camp with the New York Jets in the National Football League. But uh, for kicker Brett Lawther, this is a real big opportunity yep. for him Absolutely. to see if he can you know, make his way into the National Football League. So it'll be interesting to see if Brett Lawther, who hails from the eastern part of uh, the country, Nova Scotia, I believe, uh, can get a crack at an NFL yep. roster. I was talking with one of the owners from Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar earlier today, and we said the NFL sometimes, for some teams, is just a revolving door of kickers. Yep. Right? Sometimes we'll just see teams in the NFL go through three or four kickers in a season, and it's the I, weirdest thing. And this is over three decades ago, but I recall a story of a guy who was uh, near here who flew to Foxborough, Massachusetts to try out for the New England Patriots years ago. They flew him in. They must have been 25, 30 guys. He punted 16 balls, and three-quarters of the guys got on a plane and flew out. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right? Yeah. It's, it's, just that, it's just that simple. And, and in some ways, in special teams, uh, it probably hasn't changed much today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they always say maybe not so much. Well, I guess in the National Football League, too. But they always say, especially in the Canadian game, if you can play special teams, yep. you'll always be on a roster. Oh, for sure. Right? Yep. You'll all, and I, it's probably the same thing in the NFL. Yep. If you can play special teams, whether you you know on a punt cover team and you can chase guys down and make tackles yep. or you know if you can long snap or if you can punt or if you can kick, as long as you can do those things, then you'll probably always be on a football team. One of the team. best guys that realized that in the day, you know, uh, you think about some of those great rider teams from over a decade ago was Andy Fantus. Yeah. And one of the things Andy Fantus figured out to do very quickly was – how to hold. He wanted to be on special teams to hold because he knew if he could add anything to special teams, it was going to add to his value in the football team. And that's how, you know, part of the reason Andy Fantus was a terrific receiver, but he knew that that special teams component yeah. would make him very valuable to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the day, and, and he was for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I saw an interesting note uh, over the weekend. Long snapper for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Jorgen Hughes, him and Ed Ganey are the only two players on the Riders to play in every game at the new Mosaic Stadium. Wow. That's kind of cool. a fun fact. Right? 
There you go. Of course, Jorgen Hughes is a long snapper for this. I'm starting to think you might even be doing some research for this every uh, Quasi. Uh, like we mentioned uh, not too long ago, <laughs> we are at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, and they are now open for business. That's right. You can now enjoy their classics like the chicken tenders, the Wendell Burger, and the best fries in the business. And new to Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is delivery. That's right. You can have Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar come to you. The best part is delivery is free on orders more than $30. You can check out their Facebook page for daily specials as well. Of course, Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is on the corner of Circle and Idlewild. You can call 306-382-1717. And, of course, a big hello uh, from the Petrovka Orchard. It is much more than an apple orchard. There are walking trails, a country store, and gourmet products to try while enjoying the beautiful view. They have everything you need, apple smokies, sausage, gourmet relishes, barbecue sauce, and so much more, including fresh buns from the clay oven. If you want to pick up an apple smoky on the way to the lake, they can have that ready for you as well. You can visit PetrovkaOrchard.com and see Diana Fedosov's great videos on the Petrovka Orchard Facebook page. Of course, the Petrovka Orchard is located 30 miles north of Saskatoon. Uh, you wanted to talk about the NHL playoffs, and the lone Canadian team standing is... Unfortunately, the Vancouver Canucks. I say unfortunately. <laughs> I say unfortunately in the way because game one just did not go their way. Yeah, and you're still bitter over the Leafs loss. Well, I don't so know. So there's about that, that too. Right? But there was six teams, including the play-in round. Yeah, six Canadian teams had a chance to compete in the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs, and we have one remaining. That's the, the rounds, Vancouver yeah, Canucks. The second, yeah, and they ahead. laid an egg last night. My goodness. Somebody explain <laughs> to me their strategy going into this. So you've got one of the hardest hitters on the Vegas Golden Knights, Ryan Reeves. Of the entire NHL. Really. Who has played um, in a Stanley Cup final, right? <laughs> he is above anybody's weight class that's going to be on the ice. And for some reason, Antoine Roussel of the Vancouver Canucks starts skating by and chirping at Robin Lehner, the, Van- the Vegas goaltender, in the pregame warm-up. This happened about two or three times, and all of a sudden, who's cruising around the red line but Ryan Reeves before warm-up is over? And there will be no more of that. Antoine Roussel was supposed to kind of... I I don't know if this was a strategy from the team or just something that Antoine Roussel decided that he was going to do, but Antoine Roussel went out of his way to throw himself off his game (laughs) to a point where he had 9 minutes and 19 seconds of ice time and a 10-minute misconduct. He was in the penalty box for longer than he was on the ice last night, right? And I, I don't understand why Roussel did that or why he was instructed to do that or why he would thought that he could throw uh, Lehner off his game. It was actually Jacob Markstrom that was pulled from the hockey game. Yeah. Right? And, you know, after giving up five goals, the fifth goal early to mid-third period, it was actually the Vancouver goalie that got – and they're up against it a little bit, Vancouver, because um, their captain was just not on the ice. Yeah, Bo Horvat. Yeah, Bo Horvat, and, and he's a great player. And by the way, we haven't seen the last of the Vancouver Canucks. They are going to step up, score some goals, and be that team that we've seen in the playoffs. So I'm not saying the series is over, but just such a strange thing to do against Ryan Reeves, who can, who can be impactful. And I had one stat here. Vancouver only had one power play chance last night. He was supposed to throw them off their game, Roussel, so they would take some penalties, I'm assuming. The Golden Knights outhit the Canucks last night, 54-45 <laughs> after Roussel started chirping, and Ryan Reeves had a game-high 11 hits. <laughs> like that, that, I'm not sure if Roussel just, again, I don't think this would have been a strategy from the bench or something they thought they could get in under the skin of a Vegas Golden Knights team, but 
when Ryan Reeves is on the other side, there are no mental games. You're not, yeah. you're really, you're you can not, try everything you want. You, you can try everything lose. you want. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but I, I mean, b- by no stretch of the imagination, game two will be August 25th tomorrow. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that um, we've seen the last of the Canucks. No, I think they might win one or two in this series. So but I mean, strange to see that Vegas looked so good last night. Right. And they were well rested. Yeah. I mean, Vancouver yeah. was coming off of that series win against St. Louis, which I think was game six was on Friday. Yeah. Well, so Vegas, they only isn't afraid to, Vegas isn't but, afraid to go in front of the net. Either. Yeah. You know, that's and, and that's exactly how they get to the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. The Stanley Cup final. Right. They'll put bodies in front of the net. Stone, Marcia. So they've got a very good hockey team over there. So I, I found that strategy from Vancouver just yeah. so odd. Last night, why anybody would think that would be a good idea to poke the bear like that in the opening game, yeah, I can't explain it. Well, and I saw something interesting. I believe it was an article on TSN uh, from one of their hockey writers, but they brought up a good point. I, th- I think it was Travis Yost, who's a writer for TSN, but he was saying the Golden Knights did a fantastic job. They were all over Quinn Hughes all yep. night. Because yep. if you give Quinn Hughes the standout defenseman for the Canucks time and space, he's going to make you pay. He's going to yep. make that breakout pass. He's going to skate past you. But the Vegas Golden Knights were all over Quinn Hughes. I mean, every time Quinn Hughes had the puck on his stick, he yep. turned and he saw a Vegas jersey. Yep. Right? And just the forechecking was fantastic yep. by the Vegas Golden Knights. So I do think the Canucks will win one or two, but ultimately I, it might go seven. Well, you I have never a tough know, though, time like, believing it's going to go seven based off of what we saw last night. The thing about Vancouver, though, is that's, of all the teams that are left in the playoffs, I think that's a team where a guy could come out of the weeds. Like if Pedersen comes out and has a three-goal game, you go, there he is. Anton Roussel? Uh, it won't be Roussel. If Brock Besser <laughs> comes out and has a two-goal, one-assist game, you go, oh, there he is, right? So they're good enough to compete. They're good enough to <laughs> – I think they're good enough to force this to a sixth or seventh game. But I, I was just – so puzzled by what I saw last night. It was just, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it's, I mean, anything in the playoffs, I guess. Yeah, right? I guess I so. I bet you that'll be the last time Antoine Roussel tries that, or really anybody that's going to be playing Vegas, because yeah. at the end of the day, you've got to go up against Ryan Reeves, and that just yeah. doesn't sound fun for yeah. anybody. Well, and it's like Chris Cuthbert pointed out in the broadcast. There's nobody on the ice right now for the Vancouver Canucks that is in his weight class at oh, all. Yeah. There's nobody that's going to step up and challenge Ryan Reeves to anything because he's the heaviest guy on the ice. Yeah. So and and you know what he's out there for? He's out there to generate energy for his team. He's out there to hit. He's out there to force turnovers. He's out there to chirp. He's out there to get in your head. So for your team, Vancouver, to start that, it was just so strange to see. I yeah. just I've got no explanation <laughs> for that at all. Yeah, it's going to be interesting as well. I mean, of course, there's a couple other good series. That Colorado-Dallas series. How about Dallas stealing Stars game one? Yeah, yeah, against yep. uh, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, Philadelphia, and the New York Islanders, which if you're watching the live feed of this uh, YXC Sports podcast, that game is going on right now. Boston-Tampa. Uh, Boston-Tampa Boston, yep. is the other one. Boston got out to a 3-2 victory yesterday, so they're up in that series. one nothing. so there's a lot of good series uh, out there, but uh, I think rounds two, three, and four are going to be quite good in the National Hockey League playoffs. It is playoffs for, well, with the exception of the MLB, it's playoffs for another major sport as well. Of course, that is the Nas- National Basketball Association. This is hard to believe, but the Toronto Raptors had their first ever series sweep over the Brooklyn Nets. And set a franchise playoff record in doing it by putting up 150 points. Yeah. Well, and 100 points off the bench. Yeah, 100 points off the bench. That's amazing. 150 to 122 to sweep that first-round series. Here's the concern, though. Kyle Lowry has a foot injury, and they don't know what his status is, but he is the heart and soul guy of that team. So 
that'll be that'll put them in a bit of a bind uh, because I think they play Boston now. Yeah, the Celtics, so, which will be a heck uh, of a series. But Norman Powell and Serge Ibaka combined for 56 points on 28 shots. Oh. That's it, right? So they're hitting everything, and that's you know that's a sign of an NBA championship team right there. You, you know, just everything drops and goes, and they're they're feeling confident about that. Well, it's hard to believe, and the Raptors were their inaugural season was what 1995, 95, 96, yeah. somewhere in there. So they've been around for 25 or so years, and they've had their struggles. But recently, they've had a lot of playoff success ever since Masai Ujiri basically came to Toronto and overhauled that Raptor team and took over. And of course, it all they finally you know hit the big glory day last year when they won the NBA title against the Golden yeah. State Warriors. But it is hard to believe with all the playoff success that they've had, especially in recent years, this was their first ever series sweep of a team. Yeah, it, it, yeah well, right? it, it is remarkable. But uh, you, you just you just see a confident team, right? Yeah. You, you see a team that's won a championship. A Kawhi-less team. A Kawhi-less team. But that you is see still guys fantastic. That, that kind of en masse kind of know what it takes right now. And it's a group of guys, too, that they like being around each other. Yeah. And I mean that in the bubble, that's probably more important than ever is liking who you're around. Mm-hmm. And the Raptors, they always seem to be that group that's very sort of, you know, cohesive, and they they seem to have good synergy with one another on and off the court. So, and and like I said, now it's really important that you have that. Yeah. Toronto really seems to to have that chemistry. I know this um, this uh, footage that came out of. Raptors president Masai Ujiri with the security with guard, the security yeah. guard during the NBA championship, the security guard pushed him. I yeah. know that probably galvanized the team a little bit too this year because they're well, looking at it saying, yeah, our president did the right thing. You know, well, the players all <clears throat> along stood beside yeah. behind Masai Ujiri, but now and, there's a sense yeah. of satisfaction that, yeah. that the, the, the body cam footage came out. It's like, see, wait we, a minute. We, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, he was telling the so truth that, or whatever. I don't know if that kind of played into what's gone on here, but they probably feel like it's a team that everything's going their way and nothing can stop. Them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. NFL training camps have, of course, started as well. So you can definitely tell that, uh, Sports are slowly but surely starting to return. There was a little bit of cause for concern over the weekend in terms of uh, the NFL because there was 77 positive COVID tests. Mm-hmm. And they have all since been uh, false positive. Okay. So that's very interesting. Um, but that's going to be interesting as well. Of course, they're all planning to play at their home stadiums. They're all planning to travel. It's going to be up to the team and the state and the city in terms of what they want to have in the stands for fans for the NFL. So it's definitely going to look a little bit different this season, but we wish the NFL all the best and and hope that, you know, they can pull it off. Um, I don't know if you have any comments on that or not. Well, I don't know. I haven't heard the latest with regards to uh, what's going on in Major League Baseball. I know there's some concerns with the St. Louis Cardinals and the Florida Marlins at one point in time, but uh, I haven't heard anything lately or seen anything lately about COVID outbreaks in Major League Baseball. But it still seems to me that that's where you're going to see a major, major outbreak is where these guys are traveling. Yeah. Right? That's, you know, they're not in the bubble. They're kind of traveling within their divisions, but they're traveling. And it seems to me that's probably where you're going to – have most of these issues come up we'll see how the nfl kind of uh deals and and copes with it but it is a league rich with resources so they can yeah. they can battle this with the best of them i'm sure well and that was exactly like the mlb though so you had the outbreak with the marlins and the cardinals but then each team hired basically a COVID security guard yeah. i'm sure there's a more fancier name for it but basically you know a team personnel guy 
that's making sure that none of these players go out where they're not supposed to. So yeah. we'll see how the NFL, I mean, obviously, I think we all want them to pull it off because we all want to see sports return back uh, yeah. all across the board. Uh, a note from the Saskatchewan Rush, of course, last week, head coach and general manager Derek Keenan has announced that he is stepping down from his head coaching role, but he will remain on as the Rush general manager. And I think a lot of people are excited about that because yeah. that team that he is put together over the past few years has been fantastic so we hope that the nll gets back and going one of the great guys yeah. one of the great guys who you've you know if you get a chance to talk to Derek keaton as uh, we in the media have in in saskatchewan he is he is a terrific person there's no there's no question about it so it's kind of good that he's keeping this affiliation with the rush and that's one of the things you know when they traded a guy like aaron bold right from everybody what is he doing but Sure enough, the next year they're in the thick of it. They're, yeah. You know, he's, he's brilliant with regards to player dealings in the National Lacrosse League. And he was saying that there are some, you know, he coaches about three or four different amateur teams as well. So he's very busy with the sport of lacrosse, but he's one of the, one of the smartest guys in the National Lacrosse League, one of the most successful and one of the good guys. So that's good. So hopefully this is a, a decision that he's uh, comfortable with and uh, the Rush fans should be thankful that he's kind of – you know, hanging around to stay involved. Yeah, sounds like yep. he wants to spend more time with his family, and I yep. don't think you can blame anybody Not for, all, for wanting to do that. So I think that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of the YXC Sports Podcast. So a big thanks to all of our viewers who tuned in live on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page and the YXC Sports Podcast Facebook page. And, of course, a big thanks to all of our audio listeners as well we will probably unless uh, somebody tells us not to do this next week well can i make one note before we go and that is that the uh, star of the show on ctv news on wednesday night is going to be the one and only gary baba from wendell clark's restaurant so you'll want to you'll want to see his television debut there's no question about that. that's all i got good night america <laughs>